0: Time enough at last.
1: Submitted for your consideration. To sci-fi fans, Sean Majors and Keith Conrad, Rewatch The Twilight
0: Zone from beginning to end. It's like something out of that Twilighty show about that zone. What you're looking at is a ghost, once alive but now deceased. Once upon a time, it was a baseball stadium that housed a major league ball club known as the Hoboken Zephyrs. Now it houses nothing but memories and a wind that stirs in the high grass of what was once an outfield. A wind that sometimes bears a faint, ghostly resemblance to the roar of a crowd that once sat here. We're back in time now, when the Hoboken Zephyrs were still a part of the National League, and this mausoleum of memories was an honest to Pete Stadium. But since this is strictly a story of make believe, it has to start this way. Once upon a time in Hoboken, New Jersey, it was tryout day. And though he's not yet on the field, you're about to meet a most unusual fella. A left-handed pitcher named Casey.
2: Episode number thirty-five of the Twilight Zone is Mighty Casey, and uh, Sean, I feel like you, you'll be somewhat conflicted on this episode.
1: Um, it's uh, it's tearing, it's tearing me apart. i I feel like I'm being pulled in two different directions.
2: Keith. Yeah, because because you're you, you you're on record very strongly as being against the goofy episodes, but this is a goofy episode about sports, so it seems like. Uh, it seems like you'd definitely be be torn in two different
1: tracks. It is. It, it, it is really tough, especially um, I used to be a Dodgers fan. And then when I moved to D.C. a number of years ago, I, I changed to the Nats. So, uh-huh. you know, the last two years, uh, uh, last two seasons have been very good uh, to a baseball fan such as myself. Um, and uh, this episode could not have come at a better time.
2: I, I actually, yeah, because uh, we're just a, a few weeks removed from the uh, the World Series with, with the Dodgers actually winning, ironically enough, which will come up later as spoiler <laughs> alert. Um, now, uh, one little uh, piece of trivia here. Uh, did you know that this particular episode was uh, shot mostly at Wrigley Field? I
1: did not know that, no.
2: But it was shot at Wrigley Field in Los Angeles. Uh, because there actually was a Wrigley field in Los Angeles, and it was built by, uh, you know, uh, I think it would have been... uh, Timing-wise, it probably would have been uh, William Wrigley still, uh, who was the... uh, the, the owner of the Cubs back in the you know, like late twenties, early thirties, when they were actually good.
1: Wait, so w- it was it was built as a replica of the sta- of the stadium.
2: Well, it, it wasn't quite a replica of, this, of uh, Wrigley Field, although it was designed by the same architect, and it's basically so. Like when I said, believe it or not, it's filmed at Wrigley Field. Uh, it's actually an exact replica of Wrigley Field, except shrunk down. <laughs> and, like, architecturally, it's meant to have sort of a more Western look to it. Yeah. So it actually uh, – it, it, but it's Wrigley Field, like, as it was originally built in, in that time period.
1: Oh, wow. Is it still there? So,
2: uh, no, Wrigley Field in the West was actually torn down, I think, in the 70s.
1: Oh, come on.
2: But, but the, uh, like, the outfield wall and the, the bleacher design and everything – uh, is how Wrigley Field looked before they built the current bleachers.
1: That's awesome.
2: So you're basically looking at a slightly smaller uh, capacity version of Wrigley Field before it was renovated to the way it looks now.
1: And it, it was built f- like for for Hollywood to film things in.
2: Uh, no! Well, no, it was. I I I think he may have owned a minor league team. Oh, okay. Uh, time and and it was it was built for a minor league team, but it actually held like twenty five thousand people or something like mm. that. It was, it was really big.
1: That's awesome.
2: Um, but it, but it, if you looked at it from the outside, it had like the the same uh, dormers, you know, going up to the uh, going up to the the upper deck that Wrigley Field did. It literally looked just like Wrigley Field, except a little shrunk down, and it had you know terracotta and stuff on the uh,
1: interesting. There.
2: Um, and that was also where they filmed the uh, um, home run derby in the 50s. Wow. Uh, if you ever saw that on ESPN Classic, that was the same same place they used it. So in addition to actually being a minor league baseball stadium, it was it was legitimately, like, basically, like you said, a, a set. Yeah. If they, if they needed to film a baseball game, it was probably going to be there. Um, so, you know, that's a little... little Little history tidbit thrown in there
1: That's so cool, I never knew that
2: And uh, so uh, Mouth McGarry, which by the way <laughs> I don't think there actually was a, a major league manager With the nickname Mouth, but that's kind of perfect
1: It is It it, it uh. It sounds like a ja- uh, uh, Tommy Lasorda
2: It does, yeah, except I, like, I think Tommy Lasorda is actually playing when all this was going down yeah. <laughs> uh, That's how long ago It was uh, so, you know, this is filmed probably 1959, 1960, so I looked it up. Uh, at the beginning in Rod Sterling's narration, he says that they are uh, 31 games out of first place, the the Hoboken Zephyrs, the team here. Um, I looked it up, and in 1960, the Cubs finished 35 games out of first place, so I feel personally attacked.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um... I, it's it's good to see Jack Warden again, uh, the, uh, the grandpa in Problem Child. Um, the grandpa in
2: Problem Child, and apparently always surrounded by robots.
1: <laughs> he was in The Lonely, so.
2: Yes, and, and congratulations on, uh, on knowing the name of that. It's a so, big day, Keith.
1: It's, it's a big up, day.
2: Up your head. I think that's a first.
1: <laughs> it probably is. Um. um yeah, the I it, it was uh, uh yeah I I don't know as as quote unquote goofy as this this one is I I, I really liked it it's 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 not one that comes on all the time during a marathon, um, but it was it was good to see it and I I kind of want to rewatch it again now that I know about Wrigley Field West.
2: Yeah, so there uh the the Hoboken Zephyrs there are uh they're having tryouts which by the way you know I. I I, I'm kind of a buzzkill with these things Because I always think of the logistics yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm like You know I know the, the Major League Baseball Players Association didn't actually exist But I don't think that's how it worked Even in in 1960 I don't think they, they just occasionally held tryouts To put a team together <laughs> Well
1: so when um, <laughs> That's very true um, The uh, And first of all Hoboken Zephyrs Like <laughs> are they playing the uh the the springfield what's the springfield's
2: uh uh the springfield isotopes isotopes <laughs> like,
1: this is definitely a uh, you know in in the in the simpsons league uh, baseball um but uh the names Hob- hoboken zephyrs uh you know there's no like real you know naming of major league baseball in the in the in the i i don't i don't think they they drop the name in the beginning of the episode, but like I, was, I just assumed that this was like a minor league, like single A, single A league or something, and then you find out that like, um, like they are in fact in the National League. <laughs> so.
2: they, they are, and and it's it's interesting because like at that at that point, now in the '60s, they you know later in the '60s they start expanding, uh, and they they get a little bit more desperate with names. But at in, in nineteen sixty, I think like so you got the Dodgers and Giants that are kind of unique, and the Yankees. Yeah. But but mostly they're they're still named after animals at that point.
1: Um, yeah, and uh, Zephyrs is a very uh, it's a very ambitious name. Um, yeah. Also, they're not going to put you know in in the whenever whatever year this is supposed to be in. If you have. Um, I assume the Giants and the Dodgers were still in New York. Uh, The Yankees were over there. You're not going to put a a fourth team in that area in Hoboken.
2: No, and and even if you were going to, it wouldn't be in Hoboken. (laughs) Can you imagine, like, years later, like, uh, you know, old – uh, you know, drunk, uh, Harry Carey trying to say Hoboken,
1: Hoboken trying to say Zephyr. It's, yeah, like, it's, Zephyr like, it's like putting like the bandits in like Bridgeport, Connecticut, or something like that.
2: <laughs> uh, you know what? They're talking about expanding uh, Major League Baseball again. So, oh, god, you know, you, you never know that might actually happen.
1: Hey, if, if, if Huntsville, Alabama gets a team, I'll be for it. <clears throat>
2: Well, uh, you know, former uh, Attorney General Alberto Gonzalez is part of the group trying to get a, a team in Nashville. So, I'm, I've always
1: been very surprised that Nashville doesn't have a, uh, a baseball team.
2: Well, they're trying. Um, they're they're trying to, you know, the the Oakland A's desperately want a stadium. So, you you, you wave you wave uh, you wave Wrigley Field West in front of them. They'll they'll probably want to play there. I'm telling you. Uh, so they're holding open tryouts, which, you know, again, they got 22 minutes to tell a story, so we'll let them slide. But logistically, that doesn't seem very likely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're, they're holding open tryouts and then, uh, an old guy in a suit and, and the uh, Coke bottle glasses comes up and says, Hey, I, I got a player for you. And, uh, this, we, um, so we never actually see him pitch, but we're told he's very good. Um, uh Casey is uh is uh, uh he's a robot or as they call the twilight zone a robot. A robot. Uh and and he can um he can he can he can throw that speedball by you.
1: Make you look like a fool.
2: <laughs> in, indeed. Man, and, I, uh,
1: well, I've 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 had this discussion with uh, my co-host on this on this other show that I do uh, called Cold Dog Soup, and it's 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 taken very uh, many uh, iterations. It started off with um, <clears throat> uh, us digging up poetry we, we wrote in high school. Now it's uh, it's basically just us talking about songs that we like, and I we did uh, Glory Days by Bruce Springsteen, and Speedball is not a pitch. <laughs> No, it was in, not. in fact, he could have said any other pitch, and it would have still fit the meter in that song.
2: Well, I, I remember uh, it was actually just a few weeks ago. So I was reading a review of the new uh, album by the Killers. Yeah, I was talking about how basically uh, they just sort of string together words, <laughs> and uh, and you either like it or you don't.
1: I and, need to uh, and, uh, I need to read that.
2: And and, and the 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 guy said. And you may think that, like, there's something wrong with that, but is there any difference between that and Bruce Springsteen? (laughs) In day, no. So you either like it or you don't.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: Uh, So he throws that speedball by you and makes makes you look like a fool. And uh, obviously the Hobo Zephyrs are interested in signing him. Um, Again, you know, the 1960s being a different time, you didn't have to have, you know – I, I think it would have been a lot easier for somebody to just well no, 1960 let's yeah, that would have been that would have been before the draft. so yeah, you could have just signed somebody off the street.
1: Yeah, okay. that makes sense.
2: Yeah okay. Uh, so maybe not as far-fetched as I thought. I, I, I still <laughs> no, think d- the idea dare a, you question I the story, Yeah, yeah uh, still think it's a little far-fetched but um, it, it could happen. Uh, so so he's uh, he's he's doing very well as Casey, but then uh, something uh, terrible happens. He gets hit in the noggin by a, a line drive, <laughs> and um, as you might imagine, gets checked out by the doctor. It turns out, hey, this guy doesn't have a heart. So if he him, that means he can't play major league baseball because that's totally in the rules.
1: <laughs> I wonder if that is in the rules.
2: Um. I don't know. Like, like the, uh,
1: the must be human.
2: The, the commissioner says the uh, teams will be made up of nine men, <clears throat> which mm-hmm. first of all, I know it's 1960, but yeah, you know, <laughs> seems kind of sexist to me, but that now it's standing. Um, I don't think that like I, as I was watching this, I actually thought I would, I would look in the baseball rules and see if it actually specifies you have to be a human being because <laughs> i i know absolutely for sure i i believe that the only reason a woman has not played in the major league base in major league baseball is mostly coincidental
1: it just doesn't mean
2: it, it, yeah um you know like it, it, in the case of uh, african americans at one point there was actually a rule that that they weren't allowed i think it it's uh, it's been a combination of you know women not actually going through the entire process of, you know college and the minors and everything of course you know, nobody, nobody just leaping out and and being so good that they end up being the first woman and who knows that may happen one day <laughs> so i don't think that that's actually in the rule book you never I know Wrong. um but uh he, he's given uh the 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 nerdy doctor who created casey uh gives him uh uh Suggests the solution of of giving Casey a heart, and therefore making him human. Because apparently this is ancient Egypt. <laughs> and a heart is the most important thing.
1: Also, <laughs> it's also it's ancient Egypt, and it's the the year three thousand. Because apparently we can just throw hearts and things, and now it's and and now they function.
2: Yeah, uh, uh, amazing, isn't that? And um, does does the. Does the
1: human heart like pump blood through wires? Then is that what the implication is? Uh,
2: apparently so. <laughs> Maybe it's a it's a it's a cooling pump that's just designed to go lub dub. <laughs> it sounds like a heart, and everybody's going to be happy. That counts. Uh, it, yeah, and he uh, Casey gets his his artificial heart or or baboon heart or whatever they <laughs> they actually gave him. And uh, he comes back, and he immediately just gets shellacked. Uh, and we find out after the game that uh, he, he just he felt compassion for the people and couldn't strike them out. Didn't, didn't want to ruin anybody's career, so he, he couldn't get him out. And, and this, this bothers me, I have to be honest with you, because um, you know, the implication here is that uh, if you have a heart, you can't play baseball. You, know, you, can't be you can't play baseball. But let me tell you, Anthony Rizzo has a big heart, and he's the greatest leadoff hitter in history.
1: There you go. I mean, so, um, Ryan Zimmerman with the Nats. You know, there's yeah, there's there's plenty of them. Everybody except for Nolan Ryan, basically.
2: Basically, yeah. And, <laughs> and, and he was just the lovable curmudgeon who would, you know, <laughs> be in a headlock and beat the beat the snot out of you
1: out of the top of your head. <laughs>
2: So there's actually, uh, so you know, the the end of the story is that uh, he the doctor gives uh, Jack Warden the blueprints as a souvenir, and then it's hinted that uh, Jack Warden goes out and builds the uh, you know the early 1960s Los Angeles Dodgers.
1: It's so awesome uh,
2: uh, out of uh, out of the blueprints for Casey, and a couple observations here, a couple couple actual actual downers. Uh, So originally. Uh, Paul Douglas was supposed to be the manager, and they filmed the entire episode, but he died immediately after filming. Oh, jeez. And uh, um, Rod Sterling actually thought that that would bring a lot of negativity, and he, he thought it made things a little bit darker than he wanted. So he wanted to reshoot the entire episode uh, with a different manager. And CBS, who was uh, footing the bill, said, "Hell no, you've already got an episode done. Why are we going to refilm it?" So Serling, actually, his production company, paid to reshoot the entire episode. Oh wow! With Jack Warden as the manager uh, slash robot ep- expert.
1: Yeah, I'm. Um, uh, what is all? What is all this about? They wanted to, okay. I thought they wanted to, they were going to try to have like Don Drysdale and, uh, and Sandy Koufax in the actual episode. <laughs> oh,
2: that would have been great, actually. And, um, so as I'm watching that, I'm, I'm thinking of, uh, the actor that plays Casey. And I'm like, well, he looks kind of goofy and I haven't seen him in anything. I wonder what his story is. Yeah. So I, I looked him up and his name is Robert Sorrels. And, um, uh, do you know anything about uh, Robert Sorrels? I know film?
1: absolutely nothing about Robert Sorrels.
2: <laughs> well, he was he he was an actor who was active for about twenty years. His last uh, his last credit was in nineteen eighty nine. Okay, and he died in twenty nineteen uh, at the ripe old age of eighty eight.
1: Oh, nice, uh, nice long life uh, so. there.
2: Uh, yes, except. Um, he spent the last uh, fifteen years of his life in prison <laughs> because in two thousand four he randomly shot two people in a bar. Okay, <laughs> like, he he got in a fight with one of them, goes home, grabs his gun, brings it back, shoots that person and another random. God,
1: two thousand four. He would have been he would have been seventy four years. God, okay. Don't don't get into any fights with old men at bars. Got it.
2: Uh, that is, believe it or not. Who would have thought when we started this, that's the takeaway for Mighty Casey. That's crazy. Don't get in a fight with old people at bars.
1: <laughs> so he he died in prison? He died in prison. Oh, man.
2: At, at the age of 88, 30, uh, uh, um, serving two consecutive life sentences for- uh, Good Lord. So, hey. so since he had two consecutive life sentences, he's presumably still in the jail cell,
1: right? Oh, yeah. You know, you have to be. They just leave you there.
2: Yeah, that's how it works.
1: Uh, there, but for the grace of God, Andrew Sorrels,
2: <laughs> Robert, Robert,
1: Robert Sorrels.
2: Uh, so I, you know, if uh, you know I, I feel like they could make a, a remake of this, except uh, it would be, um, uh, it would be like the you know the mid nineteen nineties Braves rotation.
1: Yes, God, I would watch the living hell out of that.
2: You <laughs> could I mean, really do that because, um, you know, like Smoltz threw hard, but you know, Glavin and, and Maddox, they they like couldn't throw a ball through a paper bag if you, if they had to.
1: Who was the? It was Smoltz, Glavin, Maddox, Avery. Who was the fifth? Liebrand.
2: Um, I, I think was there I, a fifth? <laughs> They they they, they kinda of rotated to, through a few different people because yeah. you know, Avery was good for like three years and then he just fell off the face of the planet. Mm. Not, not sure if he had arm trouble or if he just like people just figured out how to hit him.
1: Man, when Glavin came over from the Cubs, oof. That was uh that was that was such a that was that was a that was a formative moment in my uh, in my in my sports fandom career.
2: It, mine too, but in the other direction. <laughs>
1: It was like when, um, <clears throat>
2: uh, well, I when when Maddox was given his uh, his acceptance speech at the Hall of Fame. Yeah, <laughs> he said basically said something you know about, and then I I I had to go to Atlanta to to win a World Series. Sorry, Chicago. Jeez. Oh, <laughs>
1: uh, sorry, Chicago. But hey, you guys got Dennis Rodman around the same time just in a different sport. And
2: that's true. So it, it worked out. And, yeah.
1: <laughs> and I was a fan of the bulls too.
2: <laughs> uh, so yeah, that, there's uh it, it's an interesting episode uh, in, in many ways. And, uh, and, and again, goofy, but Sean friendly.
1: Yes. I, I, I think, and I, th- I want to say it's more than sports, but um, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, it's one that I think because I don't, <clears throat> I, I don't see too much. I always kind of want to, uh, Want to watch it, but it's uh it's good. It it, it, it keeps me in at least. So,
2: and uh, I'm not sure about next week's episode, uh, A World of His Own. I'm not sure if that qualifies as goofy or not. So we'll we'll have to we'll have to see how you how you end up landing on that one.
1: I'm I'm looking forward to it, and it's going to be the last uh, the last episode of season one.
2: We finally made it through the entire first season. <laughs>
1: This would be, uh, I think, um, four seasons of uh,
0: some shows these days. It,
2: it, yeah, especially on that cable and the Internet. It, yes. It would definitely be that many.
0: Once upon a time, there was a Major League Baseball team called the Hoboken Zephyrs, who during the last year of their existence wound up in last place and shortly thereafter wound up in oblivion. There's a rumor, unsubstantiated, of course, that a manager named McGarry took them to the West Coast and wound up with several pennants and a couple of world championships. This team had a pitching staff that made history. Of course, none of them smiled very much, but it happens to be a fact that they pitched like nothing human. And if you're interested as to where these gentlemen came from, you might check under B for Baseball in the Twilight Zone.